Brother Amato Wisar. And, um, you know, I've got to know him a little bit, being in youth work. And I just want to say that he is one of the most genuine Christians that I know. What's, what's nice about people, well, not nice about people, sometimes you can tell just by, by meeting people and, and getting to know them. And uh, what comes across from a motto is that he's sincere, amen? And that, that uh, he's got his own relationship with God. And I appreciate that about our leaders. And, um, and you know, there's nothing like having your own relationship with God. And uh, it's, uh, without further ado, I'm going to have Brother Amato come and preach the word. Amen. Can we lift up our hands right now? We are in his house. We don't have to invite him in his house, but let's invite him in our hearts right now. Jesus, I thank you. I give you glory and I give you honor for everything that you've done. By the power that's in the name of Jesus and the authority that's in the word of God, I loose that the Holy Ghost would be released. I loose an anointing. I loose a fresh fire. I loose faith to be released right now. God, if our faith is as big as the size of a mustard seed, I pray that it would grow. God, that it would flourish. God, if you can do something with that, I wonder what you can can do with the faith of the people of God that trust and know that you are able, that you are able, that nothing is impossible for you, Jesus. I claim victory right now in advance. I claim salvation right now in advance. I claim healing right now in advance. I claim restoration in our homes in advance. I claim for that backslider return home in advance. I claim God for you to move like never before because this is the day. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. It's not just a song I learned in Sunday school, but it's an anthem of my heart. When God woke me up this morning, he told me this is the day. This is the day that I have made, and I'm going to make a choice, hallelujah, to rejoice in this day. Hallelujah. Can we do that right now? Can we rejoice in the name of Jesus? Can we rejoice and say, God, I thank you for everything that you've done and the things that you're going to do and the places that you brought me from and the places that you're going to see me through in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's victory in the camp. And Jesus Christ is in the house. Amen. The song talked about loosening up, so I had to loosen up my tie. I know I, wasn't, I hadn't started preaching yet. I know I didn't have the microphone yet, but I don't need a microphone, and I don't need to be in front of a congregation of people to lift up the name of Jesus, to call upon the name of the Lord, to say thank you, God, for what you have done. Amen. We're so thankful to be with you today. I know we've been standing um, quite a while, but we're going to read the, the scripture. But I want to give thanks to your pastor. We love Pastor and Sister Brown so very much. They are not only um, friends, but they are mentors and people that we look up to. And I know that, that you do all as well. And there's many friends in the building today that we have had the opportunity to get to know. And if you're here for the first time, please do not base or make a judgment on Life Church based on my delivery today. You've got a preacher 
You've got a pastor, amen, that preaches the word. And I know that when you come back, you're going to be blessed. But I pray that God, amen, God gave me a confirming word this morning about what we were going to talk about. And the brother who, who mentioned the prayer talked about today, amen. And I feel that today, amen, is something special in our lives. If we can turn to the book of Joshua, chapter 10. I'm so thankful to have my family with me, um, my two boys. They're probably in the kids' church and my wife probably chasing after them, but glad to be here today. Joshua chapter 10, verse, we're going to read verses 11 through 14. And again, I give honor to your pastor, and I give honor to my pastor for letting me come be with you at Life Church this afternoon. Joshua chapter 10, verse 11, and it says, and it came to pass as they fled from before Israel and were in the going down to Beth Horon, that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them unto Ezekah, and they died. And there were more which died with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ahalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed, until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? Jasher? So the sun stood, stood still in the midst of heaven, and hasted not to go down about a whole day. 14. And there was no day like that before it or after it, that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of man, for the Lord fought for Israel. There was no day like that before or after it. There's something powerful when God enters into our lives and when he comes into our day and he changes every situation. And as soon as you meet Jesus Christ, amen, whether it's for the first time or maybe it's a reunion with him, there's no day better, amen, than being with Jesus Christ. This is the day that the Lord hath made. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Put your Bibles down and let's ask God to anoint this time Lord, use me, Jesus. I pray that you would allow me to be used by you and speak through me. And I pray that you would speak to this church, that we would be able to grow and elevate our faith for you. God, you have called us for this very hour. You have called us for today. We're not a church of the yesteryears, but God, we are the church of today. And we know that today you can do something mighty in our lives. We plead the blood of Jesus today. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, give God a hand clap of praise as you're seated. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, God. We love you. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. With the help of God's word, we are going to be speaking today of this is the day is, is the title of what God has given me for this hour. Amen. I won't be preaching an hour. I promise you that. In the New International Version, going further down in verse 19, it says, But do not stop. The same story going on. Pursue your enemies. Attack them for the rear, from the rear and don't let them reach their cities. For the Lord your God has given them into your hand. You see, your day of victory, your day of healing, your day of deliverance has been prolonged. Your day of God meeting you in your most desperate moment has been prolonged. 
Your day of saying, God, are you going to do something in my life, amen, has been prolonged. Don't fear because you may be worried that time is running out. But thanks be to God that he is still alive today. Thanks be to God that we still have an opportunity to call upon the name of Jesus and for him to do something mighty in our lives today. I'm not saying to take advantage of the grace. I'm not saying to take advantage of what God has given us but if you are in the house today and you want God to do something for you today stop worrying about how it's going to happen but trust in the one who can make it happen and his name is Jesus he is Jehovah Jireh he is our provider he came and stepped on this earth and his word says he became the light of the world and as long as the God hallelujah of the universe stays to be the light of the world we still have daytime there's still daytime time because Jesus Christ is the light. Jesus Christ is the light. And whenever we've been walking into darkness, as soon as we come crosshairs with Jesus Christ, that darkness begins to cease and your light begins, hallelujah, to become alive. Not because we're special, but because he is God and is not, it's not his will that any should perish. He wants us to have that opportunity. This is the day. This is the day. This is the day. Hallelujah. What are you waiting for? This is the day. What are you waiting for? Who are you waiting on? This is the day. But I didn't get the doctor's report yet. This is the day. Well, I haven't got my paycheck yet. This is the day. Well, my son is still far away. He's still lost. This is the day. Who are you praying to? Are you praying to a stone cold statue of a God? But are you praying to a God who is alive and well? Hallelujah. We are. We are. We are, hallelujah, he is alive and well. Your day is prolonged and God has called you for such a time as this. And he's called you to come, hallelujah, and interact with the Lord. And for him to tell you that today is your day. Don't tell me that things don't happen today when a week ago, amen, we got a report that two different people in our church that walked different lives were instantaneously healed of stage four cancer, that were instantaneously healed of tumors and cysts. Don't tell me that God doesn't work. The doctors were befuddled. They had no explanation. Hallelujah. They said, I don't know how it happened. The chemotherapy couldn't do it, but there was a church that pray to the almighty God and guess what their today their today was like no weather and when God meets you that's what happens that's what happens hallelujah don't tell me miracles signs and wonders don't follow them that believe I believe and guess what signs and miracles follow us that believe and God is wanting us to be that church that says today miracles still happen today homes can be put back together Today, the drunkard, hallelujah, can come back to God. Today, the backslider in my youth group who had been lost for four years gave me a call and said, I'm coming back to church today. Don't tell me that he doesn't work. He works. He works. 
And guess what? The day is being prolonged and the sun is standing still and God is moving like never before. You may have thought that time was running out, that there wasn't enough time to get your answer, but God who is rich in mercy is able to hear the faith of the people of God. And if you can have the faith of Joshua and say, God, make the sun stand still so that my victory can be accomplished. Hallelujah. 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 In 2 Chronicles 15, just talking about what God does, it says, And he said, Hearken ye all Judah, and ye inhabitants, inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, or of this great problem, or of this great disease, or of this great sin. For the battle is not yours, but God's. And a lot of us have been trying to fight our battles, hallelujah, our spiritual battles with fleshly ways and fleshly minds and fleshly concepts. But God said, you're doing it all wrong. You need me. You need me to fight for you. Not just with you, but for you. And God tells us that if God be for us, who, 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 what, what, what can be against us? There's nothing, nothing that can stop the hand of God from moving in your life. And I want to know if there are people in the house that want God to do something today. That you've looked at your situation and you've hit a wall. You've hit a mental slump. But God is saying, you know what? Today is the day, and you've got to realize that I am before you. Hallelujah. You break down that word before you. It not only literally means before as ahead of you or in front of you, but the word means over you. It's not enough to say, I'm just going to tag along, God. I'll follow you. I'll just be, you know, waddling around and, and waiting for you to come and, and help me when I need it. But you need Christ not only to be before you, but you need him to be over you. And when you understand that the Lord is over you, you can say, you know what? Like the psalmist said, he that abideth under the shadow of the Almighty, hallelujah, shall remain. And those that run into the strong tower are saved. It's time that we let Jesus Christ be over us and lead us, hallelujah, so that we can obtain what he has called us to obtain. And that is his rich salvation, not just a career, not just a house on the hill, but amen, that opportunity to walk a rock across that plain and have him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. That's the day, hallelujah, that I'm waiting for, but that day hasn't come yet. Today is my day of salvation, and today is my opportunity to get myself right before the king. The people of God have been victorious year after year and century after century and generation after generation. The people of God had conquered. They had overcome. They had seen God perform miracle after miracle. And they had grown accustomed to seeing God, amen, do things just whenever they felt that it was just going to happen according to his time. They had no real faith. They just said, maybe, perhaps if we pray, we'll just throw it up to heaven and maybe it'll catch somewhere. Maybe that prayer will stick on the wing of an angel. 
angel and he might fly before Christ and God might fulfill it. That's the type of faith, amen, that some people have. And the people of Israel had that type of faith. But there was a man named Joshua that had faith, amen, that was stronger. Faith that was bigger. Not because he was from a good family. Not because he had money in the bank. Not because he had a nice family and a nice chariot. But because he realized that he served a God that not only had protected them in that moment, but he created the heavens and the earth. And if he knows what happens before, he must know what's going to happen at the end. And if he's promised me victory, I know that that victory isn't a victory that's just going to see me through. I'm not going to just scrape my way to heaven. I'm going to rejoice. You better believe it. I'm going to be running my way through those pearly gates. I'm going to be running my way, hallelujah, through those streets of gold. No one is just barely going to make heaven. Hallelujah. We've got to have faith for today. They had been removed from the bondage of Egypt. They had crossed the Red Sea on a dry ground. It proved victory after victory. But God, amen, wants us to know that if we make the mistake of acting like the Israelites, of just saying we just hope it happens, and we don't know if it really will, but we're just going to fulfill what we've been called to do and just be part of the tribe. I just go to Life Church because I've always gone to life church I'm just going here I'm a young person because my parents brought me here as a child but no that's not the type of relationship we need to have when it comes to being a part of the kingdom of God we have got to be intertwined with him and we've got to be able to say Lord where would you have me to go and what would you have me to do God what victories would you want me to accomplish and how are you going to get me there God God promised him the victory. The Bible says that the hailstones came down and they slew the enemy right there. They could have been satisfied with just walking away. And they would have had a quote-unquote victory. They would have been satisfied with that. And I know, I know it doesn't happen here, but at my church, there's a lot of people that are satisfied with just a minimal victory. There are some people that are satisfied with just getting by. There are people that are satisfied with just having two of their three kids saved. Hallelujah. There are people that are just satisfied with doing the dead end things over and over. And people live accustomed to that way because they have been used to living that type of life. But God didn't call us to live a life of bondage or a life of being in, in, in slavery, of sin. God did not call us to live that type of life, but we've grown accustomed to it. When you begin to walk in the dark, at first you can't see, but after a while... You can kind of make things out. You don't need a, a glow stick. You don't need your cell phone. But people get used to walking in the dark. And people get comfortable being in the dark. People get used to that and they know where their surroundings are. And I'm afraid that there are people... Amen, that are just getting used to walking in the dark. They're getting used to just going by and just hoping that they don't bump into something. Just hoping they can get by in the dark. But as soon as Christ comes into our lives and we truly fall in love with him and we truly say, God, you didn't just call me to walk in this darkness. You didn't call me just to be part of, a, of just a church, but you called me, amen, to be a humble servant of the most high king. You've called me, Hallelujah, to see things happen that no natural thing or person can put together. You called me to go to your throne. 
And it's time that this generation, and it's time for every home, it's time for every parent, it's time for every person to say, you know what? I've had enough of walking in the darkness. I've had enough of walking with my own comfortable way. But it's time to take a step of faith towards him and say, God, the light that you've given me is not one thing that I'm going to take for granted. And God, I'm calling you right now to make the sun stand still and to give me light, hallelujah, in the midst of my darkness because you promised me something. You promised me victory. You promised me healing. And I'm not going to stop until it happens. I'm not going to give up until it comes to pass. I'm going to keep knocking until you answer. Hallelujah. That's not just a desperate faith, but that's a faith knowing that he is going to make it. He is going to do it. He is going to make it come to pass. It's time that we say, darkness, I've had my time with you long enough. It's time to be children of the light. Hallelujah. He called us to be a city upon a hill. And he called us to illuminate not just our path, but the paths of our friends, the paths of our loved ones, the ones who need to know that God who saved me can save you too. The God that redeemed me can redeem you too. The God that healed me can heal you too. Someone begin to believe that God's presence and God's favor and God's spirit is upon us and that there is nothing that's going to stop him from moving and operating in our life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's beyond the shout. It's beyond the goosebumps we feel. It's beyond the times at church. Hallelujah. It's beyond the song that they sing. That's my favorite. But God, I have a faith in my break room. I have a faith on my school campus. I have a faith at my workplace for you to do a miracle in my life. I've got a faith in my doctor's office. I've got a faith in my problem. Hallelujah. For you to do something in my life. Because of the rainstorm that was happening and because of the calamity that was going on, Joshua did not let himself or his people become weary of the climate that was around him. He knew that God had promised him. And just because a rainstorm came, didn't give Joshua, hallelujah, the right. And it didn't give him the opportunity. And I'm thankful that he didn't take the opportunity to say, you know what? The weather's just not right, God. Maybe when it's all perfect, you can see me through the victory. Well, guess what? You're not one to know what the climate will be in your life. You're not the one to know what's going to happen tomorrow. But I know that today, I'm standing before the presence of the Lord. I know that today the climate is right and the mood is right and the place is right and my heart is right to receive what God wants me to have today. Come hell or high water. Come situation or sickness. Come rich, hallelujah, or poor thing. I'm going to worship you in matter, no matter, no matter what, in any circumstance, in any situation, in any climate. I'm not going to let the climate 
of this world determine my faith in God. I'm not going to let Hollywood determine my faith in my God. I'm not going to let the USA Today headline determine my faith in my God. Yes, I educate myself with what's going on in our nation. And yes, I have concerns about our political climate only because I'm a citizen of this nation. But I am just passing through. I am no longer once, hallelujah, I was lost. But now I'm found. I belong to the kingdom of God. And I'm just passing through because this is the day. This is the day where I'm going to make the change in my life. Where I'm going to walk away from sin and not look back. The victory is in the Lord. We've been fighting battles with fleshly ways. We've been trying to do things in the spirit without opening up his word. We've been trying to do things in the spirit without going to the throne. We've been trying to do things, hallelujah. It's like going out in a football field with golf gear on. Just doesn't work. You need the proper equipment. You need the helmet. You need the pad upon your shoulders to protect you. You need the shin guards. You need the cleats. You need the proper equipment to be part of what the proper battle is. And God is calling us to be a generation that's going to stand like never before. To be the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. That's going to believe him no matter what. To believe him in spite of. To believe him because of. To believe him only. Only believe him no matter what. No matter what, God, we take sometimes his grace in vain. I've done that. I'll say I take his grace in vain because I think and I realize that tomorrow is another day and tomorrow is another opportunity. And yes, I may have cut someone off on the 605 on my way over here, but tomorrow is another day. And God, who is rich in mercy, is able to do something in my life. We make decisions today based on our tomorrow. We don't give in the offering because we know there's a bill come, coming on the 25th of the month. We know that we don't participate in things that's going on because we know something ahead is coming along. We begin to worry about today and base our decisions of today based on the things we think that are going to happen tomorrow. But those things in the tomorrow have no regard or God hasn't even promised the thing that's going to happen, the bill that's going to come, the harvest fest that's coming. We're planning one too. And, and the thing that's going to happen in Christmas, the thing that's going to happen in New Year's. And we're making plans of, for today because of we have thoughts of our tomorrows. But then we've got our head in a different course. We've got our mind set on other things. We're looking at things that really don't matter anymore. The earth Earthly things are going to pass away. They're going to fade away. But the kingdom of God, hallelujah, is a kingdom that rust or moth can corrupt. And I want to base my decisions today on that day when I cross eternity. And I say, Lord, I made it. God, you brought me. God, you healed me. You see, when Jesus met the woman at the well in the noonday, no shadows on our future or her future or her past was there. He was present at her present time of need. And the scripture is so awesome. It tells us that he came on the noonday. 
And that woman who was at that well had every right to be cast away according to the law. She had every right to just be one that would have to be turned away from the presence of God. But God said, there is no one too far for my reach. There is no one too far for my glory. There is no one too sick. No one too, uh, in, too much in sin. There's no one that is broken enough for me not to come to their life and meet them in their noonday and say, you know what? You may have had a past, but I'm here right now today to give you a future. And I know the plan hallelujah of your life the plans that you thought you were headed down are not the ones that I had in mind for you I saw something beautiful in you that no one else did and that's why I'm here to meet you and that's why I'm here to make you free of the sin in your life and that woman who had five husbands going on her sixth no longer was bound by her past but as soon as she met Christ her future was determined and God who was rich in mercy thank God he came in my life thank God he came amen to my grandmother's life who was lost who was just broken she had no uh, baby daddy she didn't know who he was she didn't know how it was going to happen but someone from the local church came knocking on her door and said do you need a change in your life and she said well a matter of fact I do and she brought herself and my uh, my family my, my mom and her sisters to, to the house of God. And I'm thankful that today I could have been lost. I could have been somewhere else. I could have been broken. I could have been out. I could have been just in darkness, but God saw something in my life and he was willing to step into the lives, amen, of my family to change their life, amen, for their future. Hallelujah, to change your life, amen, in ways that they never thought could happen. I never knew my grandpa and I never had him send me gifts on Christmas, but God helped me through that. I didn't have everything that you could ever want or desire in this world, but God helped me through that. But now as I look at my life and I see what he's given me I see the blessings that he's bestowed upon me I've seen the anointing that he's placed on my family I know that he's given me so much and I owe him I owe him I owe him because I realize that today is my day today is my day hallelujah a lot of us stop and I'm trying to come to a close right now a lot of us stop we stop and we wander and we wonder as 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 much as we can and we try to figure out how and when it's going to happen people give up people stop people begin to say is there really a god he promised me this and that he told me on that day that I would become this. He told me on that day that I'd be healed. He told me on that day that I'd be set free. He told me on that day when all those things were broken. He told me it was going to happen, but it hasn't happened yet. I'm telling you, whether it happens here on earth, that really doesn't make a difference. I realize that if God doesn't, if I, I'm right now, I, I don't know of anything that's wrong with me in my body. But if something was wrong with me, and if, if I had a disease that was incurable, I know that if God were to say, you are going to be healed, I can trust him. I'll tell you why. It may not happen while I'm here on earth. But when he calls me up to glory, 
you can better believe that there won't be nothing wrong with my body. There ain't going to be nothing wrong in my life. I'm going to be set free of every sin. I'm going to be set free of every sickness. I'm going to be set free of everything. So if it happens here on earth, it really doesn't matter. Because I know I'm destined to meet my God in glory. And to have him come and say, well done. Well done. Hallelujah. If you don't faint. If you don't faint, God tells us we cannot faint. We've got to continue. There's a duty in us to continue to pray. There's a duty in us to have a faith like never before. We must have a faith, amen, like Noah. When God told Noah to build an ark, didn't know how or why it was going to happen, didn't know when or how long it was going to take, but he just decided that I'm going to listen to the voice of God. I don't know how it's going to be used. I don't know when it's going to be used, but God called me to do something, and he called me to be part of his kingdom so he built a way and the Bible says as it was in the days of Noah there was a lot of sin in the earth and Jesus Christ was recounting that story and he said as it was in the days of Noah there was a lot of sin in the earth and I needed to come and be that light I needed to come and do something to change our world and you know what today is no different as it was in the days of Noah there are things happening in our world that's going to try to shake us that's going to going to try to move us. It's going to try to destroy us. It's going to try to take us off our path. But as those days were, hallelujah, those things happened and they came to pass. But God told me that today is the day of salvation and that today is a day where I need to continue to work. That today, hallelujah, he can't help me. That today he can't restore me. That today, if my faith fails not, he can't see me through any situation. Now because we serve a God who's a genie in a lamp, but because we serve a God who gives us a promise and that promise, amen, is going to come to pass. That promise is going to come. I don't know how, don't know in what form, and I don't need to know it. As long as I know that he said it, you better believe that it's going to happen. And Jesus Christ has already paved the way. He's saying, I'm over you. If God be for us, who could be against us? If God be for us, who could be against us? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I have come to give you life and that more abundantly. I have come, amen, to give you sight. Hallelujah, when you are blind. I have come to give you restoration when you thought you were broken, when you thought you were useless, when you thought no one was going to be able to welcome you anymore. I opened up my arms and I let you into the kingdom. And the ones who thought you were cast off, hallelujah, don't realize that you're not a part of the supporting cast of the kingdom of God. I don't need to be in the front as long as I know that I'm part of the kingdom. I don't have to have the certain position. I don't have to have the mic. I don't have to have the solo as long as I'm part of the kingdom of God. And I realize that today is a day. Today is a day. Today is a day. And God is going to do things like never before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a power when we realize that today is so important. Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, he recounts the people who were the heroes of faith. And I wish that if the book of Hebrews were being written again, I would want to be one of those heroes. Because you know what? There is nothing that's going to stop. There's nothing that's going to move me. There is nothing that's going to shape me. No, not because I am perfect, but because I have put my trust in him. Hallelujah. Put my trust in him. The Bible says 
And I think the Bible is, is written in such a, a fashion, in such a way that it, every word makes sense. And every word means something. The Bible starts in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 with the very first two words that say now faith. It doesn't say tomorrow faith. It doesn't say yesterday's faith. It doesn't say grandma's blessing. It doesn't say the, the sermon I heard last year. But it says now faith. It's time to realize that now is the time. You've been waiting. You've been searching. You've been looking. You've been wandering. But guess what? Now is the time. Today is the day. We've got to have a now faith to pursue the things that God wants us to pursue. And as long as there is light, and as long as the sun stands still, God is going to see you through every victory. He's going to see you through every trial, not over and around, but through it, but through it, but through it, but through it, through every disease, through everything, through every setback, through everything that happens in my life. God, you are with me. If I can have a now faith and believe that he is able to do something now in my life, whatever you need now, it can happen. Whatever you want God to handle now, it can come to pass because that's the type of God we serve. But Hallelujah. It doesn't come without a true faith in him. True faith. I'm talking about real faith. I'm talking about trusting God in your finances. I'm talking about trusting God in spite of. I'm talking about trusting God when everyone tells you that it cannot happen. You can say, you know what? That does not exist in my life. The word can't doesn't exist for the kingdom of God because the word says I can do all things. Hallelujah. I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens me. It's time to realize that we serve a God that is leading us to victory. He's leading us to a place that we never could have written in our lives. We could have tried everything in this world to make it like this, but I came to God, and he came into my life, and I say, Jesus changed me for the better today. When you're gonna, you're desperate for an emergency. We've never had an emergency happen in our life, or in our family per se. And we have two crazy little boys, two and three years old. And you can imagine how that is. We've never, thanks be to God, have had to go to the emergency room with a serious condition. We've never had to go to the urgent care. But I'm sure as a parent that if my son were to have an accident, I wouldn't say tomorrow it'll be all right, son. I wouldn't say, you know what, I know it hurts today, but tomorrow we'll take care of it. I've got stuff to do today, so I, I can't take you to, uh, until tomorrow. I, I can't take you until things are all lined up. You better believe that if I'm at work, if I'm in a, in a restaurant having lunch at my favorite restaurant, if I'm on the golf course, if I'm somewhere where it, it amuses me and somewhere where I'm having fun, you better believe that when I get a call about my child being hurt, I'm not going to wait for tomorrow, but I'm going to go and take care of it today because that's what a father should do and when God sees his children in trouble he doesn't say it's going to happen you know I'll, I'll wait for when I'm done I'll wait until their stop worship be up in heaven I'm going to wait until the NFL games end on, on Monday night no he says I'm going to meet you now I'm going to meet you now I'm going to meet you today <laughs> and as we Wrap this up, Jesus Christ says in John 9. It says, I must work, this is, this is Jesus Christ talking, 9-4. It says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. 
and, and, and when I was as growing up and, and reading the Bible and trying to study it and learn it, a scripture really didn't mean much to me because I just didn't, I, I took it literal. But I realized that Jesus Christ is the life. And I realized that as long as he is the life, it is still day. And the night hasn't come yet. And he says, while it is still day, we must continue to work. We must continue to pursue. We must continue to believe. We must continue to say the victory is ours. And it is still day. There's going to come a night when no man can work. But I'm thankful that today there's still light. Today there's still an opportunity. Today it's still, amen, okay to come to the throne of grace and say, God, you know what? I I don't have it all figured out. I may have thought it was going to happen the way I thought it was going to happen, but it hasn't happened that way. Today is my day to change my life. Today is my day. If we can stand, I want to share a story that didn't happen to me, but it happens in the Bible. There's an account that takes place. And there's no better stories than the stories we hear or the truths we hear from the word of God. Jesus Christ had done his work. Some believed him. Some mocked him. Some hated him. Some loved him. Some used him for his miracle power and left. Some came at his presence and at his feet and got healed and their lives were changed. That's just what happened. And the beautiful thing about God is that he doesn't force us to love him. He doesn't force us to have faith in him. The true measure of true love between one party and the other is if they willfully love you back no matter what. They willfully trust you in spite of. They willfully say, you know what, God? I'm going to trust you no matter what. Don't know how, when, but I'm going to trust you. And so he had done what he had set out to do, and that was to redeem mankind. He had gone through Passover. He had gone through the trip up to Golgotha, Calvary, Mount Calvary. He had carried his cross. They had nailed him in one hand at a time. They had gathered his feet together and nailed him. They had made fun of him. They pierced his sides. He had already been crowned with the crown of thorns. They mocked him. Some worshipped. They gave him vinegar to drink. He knew that his plan on earth was just about finished. And before the account was over, and before all of eternity and everything that happened, and, and, and our lives were forever changed since then, because I'm thankful for Calvary. Without that, I wouldn't be here today. He's, he was between two thieves. The Bible says that They deserved the punishment that they got. They deserved to be there. But they knew that this man, Jesus, who was in between them, did not deserve the punishment that he received. He didn't deserve to be pierced. He didn't deserve to be nailed. And he didn't deserve to be ridiculed. But he didn't do things based on what he thought he deserved. But he did things on what he knew he had to do. 
and that was to redeem his people, to redeem mankind of every worldly lust and sin and situation and sickness and thing. And he said, I'm going to come and I'm going to die for you. Not only am I going to die for you, but I'm going to live, amen, and I'm going to resurrect not only my life, but your life. And once you guys all thought were dead in sin, are going to rise up like Lazarus, and the stones are going to be rolled away, and you're going to walk out of the cave and the darkness, and the light is going to illuminate in you, and that is why I'm here, not because I deserve it, because I know I don't, but because I know I had to do it. So he's looking at one and probably looking at the other, and and they're trying to talk to him, and one ridicules Jesus, mocks him. The Bible says in Luke 23, verses 42 and 43, there's another one on one side who knew that this was the Christ Jesus. He knew that he was in an utter mess. He knew that his life was probably set for destruction and doom. But he had enough faith on that cross. He had enough faith in his broken state. You talk about being embarrassed. I'm pretty sure he was embarrassed hanging on a tree, hanging on a cross next to two other guys. Embarrassed, ridiculed. I know I messed up and everyone's watching me. But no matter what, I've got an opportunity right now to talk to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He said, I'm not going to let things of this world determine my future. He didn't know what was going to happen. Didn't know how God was going to respond, if he would respond at all. He said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, verily I say unto thee, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. didn't know where his future was going to lead him. A man who had been written and determined by his past. Amen. Met the God of the universe. He met the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He met the healer, the Jehovah Jireh, the provider. He met the redeemer. He met, hallelujah, the wonderful counselor, everlasting God. Hallelujah, the prince of peace, the king of kings, the physician, the great physician, the good shepherd. Hallelujah, the one who was and is and is to come. The one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The one who created the world into existence and created our lives and said I've given you a promise and I've given you an opportunity to change your life today and he met him in front of his one, the ones that ridiculed him in front, hallelujah, of the ones who said you deserve to be there in front of his own family perhaps that were crying and didn't know what he would become he knew he was destined for an eternal hell but he knew that his light and his day was still available and there was still time for him to get things right and God got an old eraser and began began to erase the things that he thought hallelujah we're going to take him to an eternal hell and said today my son you shall be remembered in 
paradise. It's time, hallelujah, to say, Lord, I want you to remember me. I want you to do something in me. God, not tomorrow, but today. Who's going to be the first and say, God, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to pursue today. I'm not going to wait for the favorite thing that happens in my life. I'm not going to wait for the opportunity that happens in my career. I'm not going to wait for when I get the call to preach. I'm not going to wait for when things happen and things get aligned. But God, today today, today, today. Some of us have a desperate situation today. And God wants to meet it. God wants to meet it. The Bible says the groom saith, come and the bride. The bride. The bride returns to him by the power that's in the name of Jesus. God, and what you've done today God, I know that it may have been written and determined by my past. Don't know what my future holds. And now that I know what, who you are and what you are and what you've done in me, I don't need to know what my future holds entirely. I just need to know that if today I make myself right before you, I am going, going to see victory in my life. And some of us need to pursue like we've never pursued before. The Bible says in the scriptures that they marched around Jericho. And we get excited about marching around the walls of Jericho, right? Good song. Love it. But we don't realize that for six days they walked in silence. In six days they just walked. Because God told them to walk in silence. God told them to pursue and to believe. God told them, you know, those walls are going to come down. I'm not going to tell you when. I'm not going to tell you how. But they're going to come down but you've got to pursue without the fanfare you've got to pursue without the thought of even knowing how it's going to happen and that's a type of faith God wants us to have where we pursue and say God I'm, do- I'm following what you want me to do I'm following what you want me to do God I'm going to pursue like never before I'm going to have a desperate faith like never before and when God said it's time to shout they shouted and the walls came down but not after they pursued after God with a faith hallelujah like never before with a faith to say God if it happens today great if it doesn't I'm still going to worship you I'm still going to give you glory and I'm still going to give you honor God wants to do something right now and it's not his will that any perish if you want to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost or you want God amen to bury you in water baptism in the name of Jesus you don't have to wait for Pastor Brown to get back from Europe you can get hallelujah your life changed today who would say God today is my day today is my day come and flood these altars hallelujah and let's ask God to do something today in the name of Jesus hallelujah
want us to lift up our voice and begin to ask God to move. Ask him right now to cleanse us of everything. Let's pray the prayer of repentance together. There are people right now that are searching for God's spirit and for God to move on them. But I pray if we unify right now in the name of Jesus and ask him to move like never before. He can do something today in our lives. Jesus, we come before you right now. Hallelujah, boldly. God, I'm sorry for everything. I'm sorry, God, for the things that may have caused me to take a path that you didn't want me to take. And I ask that I would be cleansed by you, that you would redeem me, restore me. It's time to have a repentant heart and a repentant life so God can do something in you, so God can do something through you. Hallelujah. And now if you've prayed that prayer of faith and you feel that God and you believe and know that God has cleansed you, has redeemed you, it's time for us to claim victory right now and lift up your voice to heaven and let the Jesus that saved me that saved people in this church that has saved people throughout the world let him save you today let him save you today in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus by the power that's in the name the authority is in the word of God I use the Holy Ghost right now I pray right now that God would do a miracle in us God is doing it right now
I appreciate the word of God that came for today. Come on, and today's a special day. I don't know if you've, if, if you've needed anything today, but if you didn't get it, come on. The day is not over. Right. Hallelujah. And uh, as we continue to pray, I just want to encourage you to be involved this week in your life group. And amen. Let's love one another. Hallelujah. God's good. Come on, I thank God that he meets us when we need him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be dismissed, but let's continue to worship God.